Welcome to the Put Yourself First podcast. This show is dedicated to empowering women like you to put yourself first and achieve your goals. I'm your host, Kat Horrocks, a women's life and career coach based in Manchester, UK. Each week, I'll be sharing stories, perspectives, and expertise from successful and inspiring women so you can feel empowered with the positive vibes and practical guidance to step into the next level version of you. So if you're craving more passion and purpose in your life or you're just looking for a boost in your busy day, make sure you're subscribed and let's dive in. Welcome back to the Put Yourself First podcast ladies and welcome for the second time to today's lovely guest Fiona. Hi. Hello, you're right. I'm really good. Thanks so much for coming on to chat with us. I am so excited for this chat today. For those of you who haven't heard um, Fee's first interview, would you like to tell us Fee about She Can She Did and your background in you know championing and supporting female founders and entrepreneurs? Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. I um, I feel like it's actually been a lifetime since we spoke, but when did we actually chat? Like 2018, maybe? It was the first year, I think. Okay, so, so yeah, 2017, yeah 20, 2018. 2017 or 18, yeah. That's mad. Um, ages ago. Yes, <laughs> yeah, no, definitely. Uh, so She Can, She Did is basically, um, for the past three years, a platform that's put the spotlight on self-employed women across the UK and really focused on sharing the honest realities of what really goes on behind the scenes to not just launch a business but run it, grow it, sustain it as a female founder in the UK today. So um, I think back in 2017 it was when the the girl boss hype was you know it was gaining so much momentum and Instagram back then was such a highlight reel it still is to a large extent but it was way more so back in 2017 and so I basically um was at a point in my old career where I was just really really fed up um and knew that I wanted to launch my own business one day was seeing all of this kind of glamorized versions of what actually what what people are kind of making out running a business looks like I'd grown up in a household where um, my parents both walked away from corporate careers to launch their own businesses so I kind of had grown up with this like reality check of what actually goes on behind the scenes and what it takes and I just decided that I couldn't find anything that gave me the like honest like what what it's going to take for me to launch a business at 25 so I just decided to walk away from my old job and treat it like a project and go around the country and see if these women will be willing to um, open up and chat to me and that's what I did so um, that was back in August 2017 um, and it started very much with me just you know going around the country we go for coffees um, have a good natter I'd type them up um, and then, yes, yeah, just share them for women like me that are interested, but also for current female founders as well. I was really, um, I really cared about kind of providing the honest realities for them to kind of keep them motivated and, and kind of encourage them to persevere by kind of showing that setbacks on route are so normal and part of the process. Um, and it just went from there, really. And then um, I introduced my um, midweek mingles back in 2018 April in London um and now obviously you've been to the ones in Manchester but they take place all across the UK now and then last year um I switched over from typing up the interviews to save my wrists um because I was starting to get what's that thing that you get um Apple tunnel I don't know you know it's like proper aching you know like pick up your phone and you're like oh my gosh my, my wrist hurts um but yeah I switched over to the podcast um last year so that's where we are now and obviously we're having a chat a week before the next phase launches so it's all a bit in a kind of transitionary period at the moment but that's a ramble so exciting and I love I love everything that she can she did is about because I know as a female founder it can be you know anyone running a business online it can be isolating but I think especially having like a group of women to to lean on and to go you know the I know going to the midweek mingles it's so refreshing to hear everyone talking about the highs and celebrating the highs but also you know being really honest about the lows and it just helps you feel 
like oh it's not just me like it's mm. not just me fucking this up every now and then or it's not <laughs> just me like you know panicking in tears over this thing that my friends and family just don't get because then they don't run a business yeah um, absolutely. and it's just so so important to have that community definitely yeah I always think it must be what m- mums feel like when they become a mum for the first mm. time and you know some of my best friends have kids and have done since I was about 20 and they when they started having kids they got so much closer and and gained you know mum friends and because you have you're going through such a massive part of your life and like only mums can relate right and I always think that you know you're the circle that you surround yourself with your friends and family they can be so so unbelievably supportive and I know I'm so lucky because mine have been amazing but unless they have unless you're talking to someone that has a business then never fully understand it. So I think that's where the mingles come into their own because you're kind of, and any networking event really, you just, it's like a different, it's a different conversation. You can just natter and people understand what you're on about. So, yeah. yeah, absolutely. I have loved them and I feel like it feels like an age away when they may be able to happen again like who knows but hopefully at some point fingers crossed yeah. post covid <laughs> so weird isn't it it's such a strange little um year that we're going through but i do, do you know what though i was really kind of when it all happened i do kind of think it would be the thing with covid and with uh, you know how it's impacted all businesses it'd be so much worse if it was just your business that was affected but because yeah every single man and his dog has been affected by this it's so much easier to just be like it's what it is they'll return when they when it's ready when when the world is ready for them you know I know we're not focused on this today but I would love you to shout out the podcast series you recorded with guests over lockdown because I thought it was again so refreshing and exactly what you know like other struggling businesses needed to hear at that time yeah no do you know what it was is that I I think it's so so easy now we've kind of all adapted to covid it's it doesn't seem as like um as urgent like the kind of that response but I remember like if we all cast our minds back March was I remember bananas absolutely (laughs) bonkers like I just (laughs) I every time I think about it I'm just like what even was that um, um, but I was supposed to be doing the midweek mingle road show in March so we had London went ahead that was on the 11th of March and then I was supposed to be in Brighton the following week and Cardiff the following week after that and I remember at London's mingle we were still all hugging because um, and we were all still talking about this Covid thing and like all kind of like wait you know like what even is that kind of thing and and then I remember that literally the day after London something just changed and it escalated in the press and by the weekend I remember just being like we haven't lockdown hadn't been announced yet but I remember being like okay I don't feel comfortable putting on a public event next week and I'd some of my speakers had started being like you know is Brighton going ahead and so anyway I cancelled the road show and then there was two weeks from cancelling the road show to the UK being in lockdown and the panic was just like growing so much and I just felt this like overwhelming responsibility to show up because the platform is supposed to support self-employed women who were all panicking because of the businesses and the impact, rightly so, no one knew what was going on. But equally, I was so aware that I am no business expert and I've always made that so clear and wish she can, she did. I'm not, I'm learning as I go, I'm learning from everyone I interview. So it's not like I could kind of turn around and be like, this is how we get through it. So what I just decided to do was um, reach out to all these the uh, female founders that I admire and just basically ask them to open up and we do a daily series about how what COVID means for them and their business how they're responding and how it's playing out for them and because it happened the first one aired on the 23rd of March which is the day Boris announced that evening that we're going into lockdown and I actually recorded that with um, Jenna uh, founder of Shrine who's based up in Manchester I think we recorded that on the Friday before lockdown um, and a few of them 
recorded that weekend and I just remember it's really interesting looking back now because the first maybe fortnight of that series it went on for seven weeks was pure panic and all of those interviews were just like you know especially the immediate few um of just being like what the hell is going on and it it was it's still so inspiring though because even in that massive panic people wanted they knew that they'd get through it that the women that I was speaking to were like there'll there'll be a way to get through this and then by week six and seven it was kind of more talking about how businesses pivoted and you know what it's meant for them and it was just such an inspiring for me personally I was learning so much from it but I think going back to your question Kat I know I always ramble like the the main point of that series was I was so adamant during that panic that if anything, I think the panic for me personally hit a few weeks later, but it was a kind of gut reaction that yes, no one knows what's going on, but business owners will find a way to get through this. And it it was very, it was just like this kind of, that's fact and let's just show that. So the We Can We Will series was basically a case of um, trying to encourage all self-employed women out there that there is a way to adapt like and just kind of don't pan don't panic as she says in hindsight but like try not to panic um you know and just figure out to learn from how these women are doing it could that like spark an idea for your business how can you make this situation work and you don't necessarily have to thrive because there was so much pressure on making this the best thing ever but equally just to survive as a business owner through this is inspiring enough in my opinion so it was that was basically the aim of the series and by week seven I think the kind of initial panic could um calm down and I just decided that it was time for me to kind of do my own little pivot and just get on with it for she can she did so that's why I wrapped it up and it just feels like a lifetime ago like that finished in May um yeah crazy crazy but I just know people will love your podcast so go and listen as well after you <laughs> after you've listened to this one I will say. <laughs> so that one to this one that's good yeah so that pivot brings us to you know what we're here for today um which is so exciting I know we've had a quick chat before because look at like the cool thing about interviewing people in advance is I get sneak peeks like this <laughs> but tell us more about how you have pivoted and the next phase and the next launch for she can she did which will be live by the time this podcast goes up yes um so basically the idea that she can she did is launching first popped into my head in june 2018 so i was 10 months into launching she can she did and it was just the written interviews now i'd done two mingles at that stage but basically it was born out of noticing recurring challenges crop up in literally every single interview and my own experiences of um, walking away from my own corporate job and so for the past two years i've been meeting with investors trying to get investment for it in in between like that kind of mingles and podcast stuff and and i i say i've been meeting with it as if it's like i've had I'm literally going to meetings constantly but it's more when I've shared the idea with someone and they've kind of said oh you need to speak to so and so I'll follow up on that lead and I'll sit down with an angel investor I pitched to a VC once but that went horrendously wrong um and it's basically I kind of thought that to get this idea off the ground I needed the big big money which I didn't have at all not even a small budget let alone a big one um and all the investors i was meeting um over the past two years i did get an offer to invest in september 2018 but they wanted 40 percent of the business and i walked away from that um which to this date is still one of the like low points in this chapter um but yeah i think um all the investors were basically saying you know love the idea fee how many people are on it what's the traction blah 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 and i couldn't provide them with that because it was a case of i need the money to get it off the ground to give you those stats um and anyway in january of this year i was speaking to a female investor who loved the idea I was speaking with her through february march and then in april after recording one of those daily podcasts for the weekend we will series we had a zoom call and I just knew it wasn't, you know, and just got instinct was just like, oh, this isn't going to go well. Because it's basically she was 
gearing up to invest um her business had, had a massive massive hit in um but during you know because of the pandemic and she basically said to me just get it off the ground like um in any way you can just start it and my biggest fear has always been because it didn't exist um I was worried that someone with the money would just roll with it before I kind of had the opportunity to for it even to gain momentum um but that I remember that conversation it was basically came at a time where I was speaking to all these women every single day who were talking about how they were doing these drastic things to pivot their business and I just thought you know what like fine and I remember we had chatted for about an hour on that zoom call and that evening I just said to my partner and I rang my family as well I was like, I'm just gonna do it um and it, I and I'm kicking myself I mean everything happens for a reason but I remember kicking myself being like why didn't I just do this sooner this could have been launched two years ago but I think you just have to go through the, the process don't you but anyway um yeah that's what we've been building since May um and next week it launches and it's basically the first of its kind benefits program for self-employed women that will basically give self-employed women across the UK access to the health and financial benefits that come hand in hand with a corporate job that you obviously lose immediately when you become self-employed. So access to things like a pension, your health insurance, your business insurance, discounted gym memberships, your free eye tests, et cetera, et cetera. But because I'm so passionate about the fact that um, self-employed women, our lives aren't just, it, business isn't just a nine to five and it weaves its way into every single aspect of our lives. There are also additional um, lifestyle benefits to reward our hard work essentially um, and support our journey. So it's everything from, you know, your, um, yeah pensions and all the business stuff on the one one side and then your health and well-being stuff and then beauty and fashion um parenthood um deals etc etc everything on there to basically reward your resilience um and then on top of that self-employed women that join the platform will get access to weekly online events to complement the midweek mingles um and I've kept the price so low because like I was saying to you earlier before this call, you know, I didn't earn anything for 10 months. My whole lifestyle has changed so much since launching She Can, She Did, you know, 21, 22 year old me um, more than I do now. And it's just, I'm so acutely aware of the fact that until you are financially secure as a business owner, there are no rewards. Like it's, it's tough. Like it really is. Um, and so She Can, She Did's basically designed to kind of combat that so fingers crossed it's just um the whole aim is just to support self-employed women in like every aspect of their life and just kind of give us that con constant pat on the back that I think we deserve so that is yeah I've basically spent the past four five months on constant zoom calls with brands trying to get them on board and thankfully um you know the vast majority loved the idea and said yes um so yeah we're launching with over 50 brands next week and it's just been honestly Kat, it's just been the biggest learning curve of my my life I don't think I've ever worked this hard in my life and like just the team that I've got working on it and just that what that's meant from like there's just all of the different learning like I feel like I've learned something every single day and like, I know that you sent over a note about you know pushing yourself out of your comfort zone I feel like every single day since lockdown it's just been constantly teaching myself something new and constantly confronting something where I feel so out of my depth and just dealing with it and learning and it's just yeah bonkers but I'm really proud of it I'm really just so so ready for that next chapter it's just so exciting and I cannot wait to dig in dig in there and find out more about you know the brands involved and like I will definitely be first in line <laughs> to sign up <laughs> um I would love to know where this idea was born because I know I know you're really passionate about you know hearing it's I know you're passionate about seeing other business owners from having that personal experience yourself of, you know, not being able to treat yourself, um, your health and well-being, you know, can suffer like when you're in that 
hustle mode when you first start and I would love to hear perhaps the you know experiences and kind of market research and like behind the scenes work you've been doing because this idea was obviously born so many years ago so how was it born and like how has it developed over the past couple of years? Yeah absolutely so I think first and foremost people always kind of talk about like the research into an idea and I think I've very much been uh, aided by the fact that for the past three years she, my job has been to research with female founders about the challenges they face and that's my focus yeah. like they're opening up to me every day I'm having a conversation where these incredible women are talking about the hardest bits that they face so that automatically gives me a kind of understanding of what the problem is for a certain demographic and I'm also one of them so so much of it was echoed in my own experiences but to go right back to 2017 I launched this in August 2017 and I remember the September 2017 I needed an eye test and I remember I was literally in the flat where I am now and I remember just it literally hitting me like a ton of bricks just feeling like oh my god I am like I just felt I remember feeling so so vulnerable because it was I should have thought about it earlier but like classic me I didn't think these things through um where it was that moment where it dawned on me that I hadn't just walked away from my old salary. I'd walked away from everything that came with that job. So I'd walked away from my pension. I'd walked away from my gym membership. I used to get free eye tests at my old job. I now had to pay an eye test. And I'm, it's so funny, like ever since I've, every investor I've kind of spoken to and every um, woman I've spoken to about this idea, I know an eye test only costs a tenner. So it's like, I sound like such a cheapskate, but I just remember being like, oh my God, like it literally, it's like a rug gets just pulled out. Yeah. And, and the thing what? is as well, like it's only a th- like, you know, it's easy for us now, you know, however many years in to say it's only a tenner, but when yeah. you're starting out and you're not used to paying that, like a tenor is, like a tenor is, you know, someone's bookkeeping payment for that month, or it's 100%. like part of their weekly shop for food. And like, if you are living that lifestyle when you start a business and you literally like bootstrap it in, you know, every ten pound counts, doesn't it? Yeah, absolutely. And like, I'm, so, I mean, even now that that's like, to me, I think people think I'm doing so much better than I am, but like since covid she can she did has been a massive struggle like i missed out on you know the two sponsorship payments and i had a kind of a, a thankfully a sponsorship came through for the we can we will series but that was months ago so it's kind of even now it can whack you around the face like and it's i think that's the kind of that constant i guess it goes back to what I was saying earlier, until you are financially secure and your business is established enough that you've got either multiple revenue streams or you are, it, you know, doing, you know, bloody well, it, it can be really like scary at times. And so I think there was that element um, back in 2017. And then it's literally just been a case of, uh, you know, testing the idea I've done so many phone calls so many conversations um and not one person has gone oh that's that shit they've just they've kind of gone how much would it cost because I get that um and you know I feel really really confident the if anything um I was told to up the price um and you know know my worth and all that kind of thing but I just keep going back to the fact that no I didn't earn anything for 10 months and you need you need this like I don't I generally feel like um, I want to make it as accessible as possible. Um, And then I guess all the other kind of research and stuff that's kind of gone on behind it. I think, you know, since the Black Lives Matter movement um, over, I know it's been going on for years, but the kind of um, focus over that, that's kind of spurred um, so many different conversations with the team and just about just general inclusivity and like the kind of research that's been going on behind that you know it's a platform that says they support 
self-employed women across the UK. What does that mean? Um, how do we address that when it comes to the brands that we partner with? All of those different things. There's so many different layers to it. And I think that's what I was saying, you know, a few moments ago about the fact that I feel like every day I've been learning and it's just, yeah, it's just been like one concentrated period of intense research. But I think it is, I've definitely been aided by the fact that there's three years of just kind of conversations backing it up I think yeah amazing I love it because I love it when someone has an idea that is like in direct response to something they know their like clients and customers really struggle with because mm. I think sometimes we get in we fall into the trap sometimes where it's like an ego thing to be like oh this is really awesome I would buy it I'm just gonna go and do it (laughs) whereas this idea you know yes it was sparked by that personal experience but then you obviously went on to have as many you know however many hours of conversations with women probably days worth of conversation where you know they were like yeah I get it and Mm. that's like sparked you know something in me thinking about how as smaller business owners and especially in those beginning stages it can be difficult to for us to justify spending money on ourselves because I know you know even a year ago I just would not have been had the mindset to treat myself to something Mm. um and I think this is perfect because it justifies that because it is a business expense because it is like an important thing to have access to you know a good pension scheme have access to insurance and everything else that you actually need to be spending money on but you also need to be spending money on you know your health and well-being and that is so often sadly like the first thing to go Mm. when it comes to how we you know allocate like our budget as as small businesses definitely there's there's like kind of three arms to it there's the fact that we need more security so like you said like the business pension insurance and then there's the fact that we deserve to be rewarded the resilience in this this get like the minute you launch a business until you do it it's either the business fails or you keep going. That's, they're your two options. And to keep going, life gets in the way sometimes. We all battle with things in our personal lives and yet there's a business to look after. And it's constantly, you know, I've interviewed women that have, not uh, naming names, um, had a miscarriage and had to turn up to a certain event and deliver something because that was their job knowing full well that they were miscarrying their baby and then had to go to the hospital I've interviewed women that have just given birth and then Covid happens and they lose 90% of their business overnight and have to deal with their team and the business and save it whilst adapting to becoming a new mum I don't think and you know people that have lost their grieving behind the scenes but there's a business they have to put on a face and I think that you know that deserves more support that deserves to be championed so much more and I've been saying to brands you know there's I've partnered with brands like you know Moddy Body the period pants and stuff and they're on board and it's like I need some of them for ages they'll be like my first purchase that's (laughs) it like and they're providing discounts I've said to them you know it's not just about a discount off a pair of pants it's a case of a female founder could put that discounted pair of pants on that they've earned that discount because they're working so bloody hard they put that pair of pants on and then they could walk into a pitch with an investor or walk into a networking event and hold their head that bit higher because they've got a bit more confidence and it's that that that's why I feel so passionate about this platform because it's been built by self-employed women for them like and it's just it's just trying to kind of cover us and like Um, And then the third arm is um, we deserve more parity. And I think that, you know, there's, it's not just security. It's not just the rewards. It's the fact that at the moment, she knows she can, she did is never, ever, ever going to be anti-men. And I make that really, really clear. But the business infrastructure right now 
every single stat favours male founders. And so, yes, she can, she did, can't automatically click our fingers and solve that. But what it can do is give us the collective leg up that I think we generally need and deserve. And hopefully, you know, it might be small, but that impacts us up here. Um, I'm pointing to my head right now. Um, <laughs> but, <laughs> um, but, you know, it's just by supporting self-employed women specifically, fingers crossed, it gives us the leg up that we deserve to kind of go into those meetings, hold our head that bit higher, know that we're covered in those different aspects of our lives, et cetera, et cetera. And hopefully that in turn leads to better businesses um, and to kind of level that playing field. So there's that long-term aim as well. 100%. I always say to my business clients, like we need more women making more money <laughs> preach know, like, to that <laughs> the more the more cash is in the hands of those self-employed women the better in my opinion like the better the world is going to be I'd love you to tell us about um the charity element of it because you know that has obviously been sparked by something you're really passionate about and that is affecting women so the more successful women we have in the entrepreneurship field in the economy in the UK and worldwide you know the more these causes are gonna gain traction and gain financial backing from us as founders yeah 100% um so we've partnered with a charity uh, called glitch um so 10% of all membership fees go directly to glitch and they are basically a, a not-for-profit organization that's committing to ending online abuse and it's kind of the fix the glitch in the internet system um and that kind of dark side of the internet everyone is aware of um but for me specifically they kind of focus on the fact that online abuse generally is directed towards women and i think it's i don't quote me on this i'll look it up but i think um i was on a webinar with them the other day I think it's 70% of online abuse is directed towards women um, but either way the bulk majority um, and then obviously you break down like marginalized groups amongst that um, um, but essentially for me personally it kind of I knew I wanted to partner with the charity um, but a good friend of mine the trolling received for just you know being online and being ambitious and being successful is honestly absolutely horrendous and um you know acid attack threats to the face like um, death threats um they trolls go out of their way to um report her to the tax people and just every single thing they can do to disrupt her like her life they'll do um and it really kind of reached um it got so much worse a couple of months ago and I just thought like enough is enough like and it's, I've seen it across so many of the women that I follow um speak about it when they're in the public eye and I think the nature of online abuse when you are in the public eye and you're successful trolls go out of their way to make that space as uncomfortable as possible to silence you and to kind of squash you and make you not want to show up um and that's in direct contrast to um that i mean that, that that's you know that's never going to um end well right like as in you know i wholeheartedly believe that um more needs to be done to support them and that's what glitch are doing and i just think it's not just the trolling element it's also they they do lots of work around digital self-care um because there's so much pressure not just as, as a general woman to be online but as a brand owner um especially service-based women like yourself you are your brand mm. and so your customers can reach you any time of day I, all night you know and it's it's a case of what glitch and what I'm, I'm really passionate about bringing into this partnership with them is just how to set those boundaries and across the board for all female founders to know what their rights are and it's a kind of almost spark some kind of revolution there to really make all of us say enough is enough like because 
it's got so out of hand you should not have to be receiving messages in the middle of the night and expecting your attention and if you if you haven't replied in you know 12 hours or whatever it is because that's what happens that's what some founders face um and it's just basically how we can all be more protected um you know when when we've put ourselves out there because mm. it's i think people want that success they uh, loads of um women i think it's really clear they're kind of going for the numbers but what i think there still needs to be some awareness of is the minute you open up to get those numbers online and that following you open yourselves up then to so many conversations you've suddenly got a platform where you are responsible to answering to people what do you stand for are you inclusive are, not, not that that's wrong but there will be people out there small fraction but they're waiting the for you to yeah absolutely and they will go in and i you know yeah. i just think it's like that cancel culture that i yeah. just hate yeah absolutely but that's it though that cancel culture you know during black lives matter you know we saw it come out in force and it's a case of you know one of the events that we'll be doing um is that that difference between call out and cancel and as a brand owner where do you sit and um how when is the right time to use your voice and join in those conversations should you be joining in those conversations um and if you're going to how can you do it in a safe and responsible way that's respectful etc etc because it's brutal and you know i haven't been i've been trolled twice but once um in summer and i just you know vile things coming through my dms and i just said let's jump on zoom like let's if, if let's have this conversation face to face and um she said fine okay um had the zoom call booked and she never showed up and then sent me this um voice note being like i'm so sorry and her tone completely changed but what i just think that to me epitomizes how dangerous online is because people think they are anonymous and they can say whatever they want but the minute you say say it to my face they can't and i think it's just really kind of encouraging um for, I guess, or supporting um, female founders to just like know their rights and know their worth and just how, how we can all navigate the space better, basically. And hopefully that partnership will do that. So, God, Amazing. I ramble. Cat, just go like this, like cut me off. <laughs> Shut up. Shut up. It's all, it's all good. It's all really good. Um, yeah, something like, you know, what you were saying there about women being trolled online made me think about you know you were saying like they're trying to squish you they're trying to silence you and I feel like so much of that societal conditioning and like the culture does like want women to be small and not you know be seen and not heard and be pretty but not you know not boastful about it and you know be an independent woman but don't try to be too successful because then you'll be intimidating and then you'll be a bitch and Mm. I feel like we come up against that even more as female founders because like you've got to put like your boss hat on and talk about money and like even what I just said there you know more women need to have more money that's a statement I fully get behind but again before I did that work on myself I wouldn't have had the you know the guts to come on here and say that because you know for the fear of people being like why is she being so bold talking about money and it just Mm. goes to show like how how much more you know as female founders we need to step up and be that change we want to see and give other women permission to not be small and to you know to take up space absolutely and like support each other when we do because i think you know going back to the the trolling thing it's a lot of women trolling women and like that's a sad reality like yes there's you know um men doing it as well but so much of it is coming from women and it's that kind of like i i think there's just a massive re-education to like um that needs to happen to appreciate that when 
you say that when you say women deserve you know more more money needs to go into the hands of women you are doing that to collectively raise women and support us because you know I'm so lucky to have the most incredibly supportive men in my life and so many of the bands I speak to that you know I'm talking to guys all the time but and but I keep going and that's why I keep I have to keep caveating it with because that's where you know I would be trolled like why are you so anti-men I'm it I'm not but what you have everyone has to appreciate is even if you have the most amazing men in your life every single stat points to the fact that there is that the playing field is not level in any way shape or form and I think a stat that's just come to mind when you say that 49 self-employed men earn 49 percent more than self-employed women each week in the UK so nearly half of our salaries on top you know and it's it's that is a fact self-employed men are five times more likely to turn over a million pound business not because they're better business people because the infrastructure is there to support them more um, for every pound of VC investment, less than a penny goes to all female founded teams. And you kind of think, well, that goes to show why those men are, you know, going to turn over more money. And it's all yeah. of those different, every single step where you look at it, we have more work to do. So when, you know, Kat Horrock says more women need more money, she's doing it for all of us. So we should be supporting that. And you should never feel any, not, not that you do, but like old, you should never feel shame, but I completely get it in the same way that it's so uncomfortable. Some of the stuff that I say sometimes and I'm like, oh my gosh, that doesn't feel like me, but you kind of have to just rise to it to make that change. And collectively we all have to. Gosh, I'm ranting as well. I'm rambling and ranting. No, it's like, it. woo. I'm, like, I'm preaching with you. I'm preaching with you. <laughs> we're, at, we're at church. We're at the church choir. Um, I think in 2020, we're starting to have, we're starting to be more comfortable as a society talking about privilege. And, you know, we're having like really necessary conversations this year, you know, like you said, Black Lives Matter, you know, people, you know, indigenous people, you know, people of color. And of course, like how gender plays into that, like transgender people, you know, non-binary people, sexual orientation, like the, you know, privileges class, like how much money you grew up with, like it's so layered that I feel like we're now getting to that place where we're comfortable having those conversations and you know in that traditional gender role and bias it is just that privilege conversation coming in isn't it it's like if there was a sprint race you know if you're a, a white male like it just means that you're starting that sprint a little bit you know or a lot of it depending on who you're against further along so when that video is so powerful yeah like more and more people are waking up to that and you know like you say it's not about putting anyone down or downplaying anyone's hard work it's just like if we're gonna as a society as a globe you know as a human race work to make sure that everyone has a fair chance which I believe everyone deserves a fair chance especially if they have the guts and the bravery to go out and decide to work for themselves then you know we need to like you say we need to pull our socks up and carry on and yeah get earning more coin (laughs) (laughs) absolutely couldn't agree more I am so so excited um for you to launch but before I ask you to share all the info for everyone, I want to head into the quick round questions. So these are the questions I ask every guest who comes on Put Yourself First. You will be familiar with them, but just as a reminder, <laughs> first question is what is your go-to like self-care, relaxation, ritual, you know, your go-to thing if you're stressed or just like you need to top up that tank and you need to feel your absolute best um so on a daily 
day-to-day -day basis um a workout um but I really listen to my body so like I won't always uh do like hit stuff I won't always go for a run if I genuinely feel depleted um I'll just do some yoga or some pilates and just kind of keep my heart rate low um but when it comes to like just general switch off like Sunday is my day that I just kind of no work my phone just goes away and it's normally just spent with family close friends um my partner just with the dogs go for a big walk um I just have to be in the countryside so um as cliche as it sounds it's literally just getting out and just um yeah going for a big big walk like we'll drive up to the peak district sometimes and just yeah spend our day up there and yeah just amazing yeah getting that in nature is the mm. best absolutely second question and I know you've already answered this one is what is challenging you to leave your comfort zone recently just life <laughs> uh, I feel like um yeah just generally all the work um I don't know if it's to be honest that question I it's more I don't feel like I'm not leaving it as in I just kind of know that I've got to push myself out of my comfort zone every day does that make sense Absolutely. like there's no choice but to yeah. if I'm gonna yeah and that's usually what you know specifically entrepreneurs who I interview say they're just like mm. it's a daily thing <laughs> it's like a daily practice yeah absolutely and it becomes so much like it just becomes a norm doesn't it so it doesn't even feel like even though it does feel like you're pushing yourself out of your comfort zone that process of doing so feels like second nature so even when you're doing it you're like oh it's normal as in it's this is what I've got to do if I'm going to get there so yeah you you almost become like allergic to the comfort zone yeah like um, you yeah. feel you start to feel Stagnant. uncomfortable in the comfort zone <laughs> absolutely yeah definitely yeah. that's what's going on about um you know when you launch a business it either fails or you keep going so that's the thing you have to constantly kind of keep progressing and kind of keep finding ways to even just keep a business ticking over that takes work so the minute you put your feet up you I yeah I don't know I think you're a bit screwed to be honest <laughs> you're allowed don't get me wrong you're, you're allowed rest days but you know what I mean absolutely next question <laughs> is what are your goals for the rest of this year and these could be like personal goals or professional um I think the professional one's obvious um but personal I just so in need of a holiday so um my boyfriend and I I booked him um a holiday like we were supposed to go to France next month and um for his birthday and obviously quarantine so mm. I think I'm going to change that we cancelled it the other day but I'm going to book um like Cornwall or something um and just have a week off and switch off and just yeah not think about um business yeah so that's my goal amazing and hopefully and add some money cat i really want well, to add some money <laughs> yeah well i'm a big believer in putting an intention out there so i know you there said you your business you goal is, <laughs> i know you said your business goal is obvious but you know in case the universe is listening which it is <laughs> yeah. what is your business goal i think just a really successful launch next week and just take she can she did to the next level and be the business that I generally believe it can be but also that I want it to be like personally I'm so ready for, to run a business like that and I'm um you know the mingles the podcast that'll all continue but it's just that I need I need that next challenge and um I'm just so ready for that so yeah just a successful launch and hopefully on a personal slash professional level make a bit of money as well because I'm um quite tired about like financially I've, I've never never hidden away from it it's been a really tough three years so um yeah that yes it will happen um the next question is do you have a go-to like resource you know apart from I guess the library of you know dozens and dozens of women you've interviewed you know and I'm sure you do go back for your own archives and everyone should absolutely check all the interviews out. Do you like have anyone you go to for advice or like a favorite book that you've has changed your business or a podcast that you listen to? 
Um, I love podcast wise, like, um, I know it's super popular, but Elizabeth Day's How to Fail, I just love, like, I just love her interview style and everything. Um, so I love listening to that and just a general, like, life basis one. But I'm really, I, I'm, I think so many books are recommended to me and I'm really stubborn, it's really bad, that I think I tend to read things like, um, Michelle Obama's Becoming or Hillary Clinton, What Happened. And there's an amazing book that I've just finished with Barack Obama that was his, the letters that he received during um, his time in office and like all the different conflicting ones from like the most supportive ones out there to the ones telling him how how bad a president was and how he deserved to die and all of this and the fact that he responded to some of them, you know, and like they're the things that inspires me because it's kind of like, I think I get enough business talk from just generally doing this and I'm quite gut instinct led as well. Um, so I try and kind of learn from the women I'm meeting and brands that I admire, et cetera, et cetera, from afar, like observe things, but very much like what feels right and where do I need to take this and blah 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 um so I don't necessarily read the how to run a business books but I do find so much inspiration from like leaders that I admire and learning just like reading from their kind of just their mindset and just understanding that every single person that I admire has gone through some real tough times in their life and it's just it's just that to me is what I find inspiring and every human does it like we've all got our own stories everyone's pushing through stuff behind the scenes so that's what 100% if I need to kick up the bum I just read something like that um and or find an interview like that's kind of anyone yeah that's really had to deal with that pressure like on a big big scale because I think we get so caught up in <clears throat> echo chambers especially on Instagram that you know our challenges and um what we're facing and then you kind of read about what the leaders of you know the world and some of the biggest countries what pressures for them look like and on a real personal level and it's kind of like okay if they can get through that we've got this so that's what inspires me I think yeah amazing and last but definitely not least where can people go to sign up like tell us all the details you know shout yourself out on insta you know share um, the website all the <laughs> thank you um so basically just she can she did everything so it's actually can she did on all the social channels um but the website is obviously she can she did.com and fingers crossed if you like it i would love 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 to have you on board so please do have a little look <laughs> it'll be live by the time this goes out yeah I think it's such like a fresh amazing idea that so many women are going to benefit from and love and I'll be first in line like I said thank you so much I've really enjoyed this thank you thank you for tuning in to put yourself first today if you resonated with this episode don't forget to subscribe in your podcast app so you don't miss another one and please consider leaving a rating and review in apple podcasts and if you know another woman who needs to hear this one today why not message her now with the link to keep up with me access more free resources find out more about one-on-one and group coaching or to just drop by and say hi find me at cat underscore horrocks on instagram or head to cathorrocks.com have a wonderful rest of your day and don't forget to put yourself first.